3: Football fans, welcome to Morning Footy. We made it through another week. I'm proud of you, and I'm proud to be in this desk right hey, I'm now. Proud of you. Way to go. Oh, we you did, did it. it. We really did it. I'm Susanna Collins. We've got Marco Moscow at
4: the How desk. you doing? What's up? Good.
3: My partner in corn, Charlie Davies. Alexis Guerrero's the butter to our That's corn. That's
0: right. I'm a
4: b- b- on you, Charlie. <laughs> we
3: got Chris Whittingham in for some headlines. Marco, you did not kill Yeah, What's going on over I here? Know, is dude.
4: this what you guys do on morning footy? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know,
3: corn kits? Yeah. So, uh, Charlie and I coordinated this. Oh, uh, no,
0: you corn did it. Corn did it. Oh, my, gosh, oh my Lord.
3: You really did it.
0: <laughs> <laughs> how many kids do you what? have? What is it, girl, baby? I got to get the dad jokes out here. I got no
3: kids. This is how. a dad. How do
0: I look like the odd one
2: out? <laughs> You look great. To be, I fair. thought you were gonna be rocking a Boca Juniors kit. Nah, no, nah, no, nah. I'm not going. In honor gonna go. of Nico yeah. Yeah. Cantor, who's a nah, I thought it'd be Italy a little kit or something.
3: Let's chat some soccer, <laughs> shall doing? we? Should we do it? Should we do yeah. it? How about some Europa League action? Marseille taking on Brighton yesterday, and uh, Marseille took the lead in yeah. this one. Uh, b- they b- sure b- did. It started out very well. Yeah, for both them.
2: teams have been struggling domestically, and and so Marseille at home. Ooh. Get the two goals from Mbemba here. Good. It's a it's a clean strike from the center back as well. And then Veritu, a minute later, coming in, and this is all all of a sudden Marseille feel like they're in control. Mm-hmm. They're gonna take it. But the second half was quite different. And look look
3: at, at Gattuso. He had his team fighting. Oh my God. He Just
2: shoves him in the face. <laughs> <He> <laughs> that was his so player.
3: aggressive? But, but this, there's
0: Pascal Gross. Look at the space and time he had. You know is not gonna be
4: happy about that. Mm. You know, injuries played its part in the, into this game, which let uh, Brian get back into the match. Marseille started this off so hot, so ready. And then some poor defending here just gets taut, uh, took in inside out. And Brian are able to get back into the lead, uh, get back 2-2. Joao Pedro, wonderful comeback from them. But Ooh. I really love the attitude of Marseille. Like, the way that they started the game, at least, mm-hmm. it was an instant impact from Gattuso. And it's very cliche, but he brought the grinta, the, the attitude, the spear from his team, and they were embodied. And then the injuries, I think, played its part. If, if I haven't you, heard grinta. It, oh, if you wow. had to say, wow. you haven't had me on. Given yeah, that
2: <laughs> Brighton lost 6-1 to Villa, yeah, Marseille loses 4-0 to PSG, who, who has, who's in more trouble? Probably Brian at this point, right?
4: I mean, Marseille switched coaches, you know, 2-2. Uh, that's, what, that's what I would say. I mean, at least the first half, once two came out and had a few other players, that's when I saw the real dip in quality and, and the game started losing for them. Brian's obviously not in their best moment. You know, I know everyone talked about Brian, the, how well they were doing, but it's the defending. I've watched a couple of their games, and I'm like, how can you defend in that way? I know you got to live and die by your sword, right? That's Deserbi. That's how he was in Italy. That's what he's done in England, and we're very proud of that. But at some point, sometimes I say, manage a little bit. Maybe you need to defend if you can't play out of the back with the players that you have. I also think it's his style is very dependent on
0: I've taught these players to play this way. I'm not sure he's comfortable switching up. But we're talking about two it got fiery Italian, and I'm not saying that very respectfully, based on their actual personalities.
4: Uh, coaches, what did you think about that handshake at the end?
2: Yeah, the history between
4: and
0: yeah, they,
4: they used to. It was Benevento and Milan the last time I think they faced off, and uh, Benevento, the goalkeeper actually scored a goal on, uh, on Milan. No, they're, they're both great coaches, but two completely different. Like, there's more ways to win in football, right? There's the Deshabi style that's tactician, that's beautiful football, possession based, and Gattuso is just a mad <laughs> manager. There was videos when he was at Palermo that if a striker missed a one-on-one in training, you know, He's, he's over there hitting the guy. Like, he's chasing him with, like, a shoe. That's the type of coach. <laughs> is my mom is. coaching Marseille? <laughs> we got a lot of similarities yeah. here. you got got Tussos out there with a chancleta, with a flip-flop? <laughs> like, there's actually videos of that. So that's the type of personality. And you see the immediate impact, but from a tactical point of view, they're extremely different cuz Gatuso's not that style of manager. I will say though they both match their cities perfectly. Brighton's the first time in Europe, you got a
0: tactician, you got almost like a scholar and Marseille, that place is, is full.
3: Is Brighton a scholarly place?
0: <laughs> I'm just saying it's like, you know, it's the first time. It's a beach town, you know what I mean? It's not that it's a beach
4: Brighton- they have beaches in England? Well, Brighton beach, what they baby. call a beach. Oh yeah. Oh, Brighton Beach. That's in it's uh, yeah. in New York. Well, what do you think I, it I think
2: what's telling is Desaurby has to to figure out a way to balance Premier League and, and Europe, mm. and it's the first time they're venturing into Europe. So it's not doing great it, so far. It's just trying to figure mm-hmm. out rotations and balance, and I think the Premier League is so demanding. So now all of a sudden you're getting a taste of the Europa League, and it, it's the it's group of chaos. Mm. So when you play, what kind of manager would you have preferred, a Deserby or a Gattuso? What would have made you play better? I, I prefer uh, a manager who can give both. I, I, I liked to learn the game, so I didn't want a coach that was just rah, 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 that was never mm. – I, I didn't need to be motivated. I, I was already motivated to be the best I possibly could. So I didn't need the coach. I was like, come on, go out there and fight. Yeah. Get one and find that gaffer. Like, no, <laughs> I, I don't need that. He switched accents twice in that. don't know where- <laughs>
3: You took us on a whole yeah. Yeah. I, I, I Like a I'm,
0: villain in
2: a Bond I'm more film. of the, hey, guys, this is the style that they play. I want you know, my forwards to be a little bit high, we're going to press, we're going to, you know, look to com- so does combine that possession. Yeah, I 100% have had to choose between the two. But there's two types of play- Like, some players need that guy behind them. Mm-hmm. Like, especially Antonio
4: Conte is one of those guys that motivates his, his players. And you see he gets the most out of players that maybe don't have the
2: greatest of qualities. And, and I think that's what why coaching is so difficult, mm. because... You may have one player in the locker room that needs that, mm-hmm. and the, and then maybe the rest don't. So can you can you manage the squad to give them the, the tactics, but maybe underneath fire this this one player up?
3: Brighton point. play Liverpool this weekend. Mm. Would you rather play for Klopp or Deserbi?
2: A hundred percent Jurgen Klopp.
3: Yes, sir. That's <laughs> we'll it a couple, couple years. even a I question. Just had to. You're we'll give it a couple <laughs> years. Nah, come on, bro. <laughs> uh, they
2: they also. It wasn't as easy. Oh, no.
3: It uh, was. In, in this there was a, they left a lot to be desired. But
2: they were far better than, than Union They were, the but, loss, they, but they yeah.
3: were wasteful. In, yes, in they this were wasteful. One. Um, I want to hit on, before we take a break, I want to hit on a, a huge match this weekend um, that I'm sure you guys will be well, you too. watching.
2: <laughs> don't to <blame laughs> no, but I'm saying Arsenal versus Man
3: City on Sunday. Arsenal are still unbeaten on the mm-hmm. season. They're in third place right now. Here's a look at some historical notes between these two teams. Um, um, their 12 match Premier League winning streak against Arsenal City. Uh, how are you guys feeling about this heading into it because city have I mean they, they had the loss against mm-hmm. wolves, they kind of bounced back in Champions League. How are it, what's it, the what's I, the vibes? I think
2: for all Arsenal supporters for the most part. It's, you're optimistic because this isn't the same Manchester City that we saw last year that cleaned house across Europe. They don't have Kevin De Bruyne, and, and that's a big piece. They're still trying to figure things out. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, so in, in terms of that, they're not as dominant as they once were. But for Arsenal, they're still, I think the performance, uh, most of the performances, you're, you're wanting more and bekayo is probably mm. not going to play in this game I, I would not
3: play <laughs> it's
2: 50-50 don't risk then, him yeah, there's no need to risk him He's we so need him young. for the rest of the season yeah. Yeah. We don't need him for don't this play match
3: him.
0: i think this is a this is one of those things where one i think one group of fans want this a little more than the other i think arsenal fans see this as a you know especially for arteta was a, you know under pep as a coach i think we have a bit of a chip on our shoulder as arsenal supporters mm-hmm. we kind of want to beat Manchester City. We want to show that what happened last year was a mistake, that it was a you know a fluke, and it wouldn't happen it's again. Not a fluke. It wasn't. A fluke. Yeah. I get it. But they won the treble, They're but by, they were by far the better team. They, absolutely, and they deserved to win last season. But I, I think it's a wrong mentality go into this match, putting too much onto it. Our players are injured. Martinelli potentially might not be back. Saka, even if he's at 50%, as you said, maybe you should City's start him. City's missing guys, too. City's Rugby missing suspended.
4: guys. But, but I think Stones is they're
2: down. way part, more deep. Partey might be back. In, they're in, in, way Both deeper. sides are.
4: They're yeah. way deeper than Arsenal are way, right now. But Arsenal's way the one that needs to come out on the forefront. You haven't won I since, December, uh, since 2015, we just saw. So if you're going to make a statement, it's got to be, like, that's if you not want to win the Premier League.
2: But, but really. that's, the, that's the point. You we don't beat them in the semifinals make of the a FA statement
4: Cup. in this match. Okay, FA Cup is different than the Prem. It's still a trophy.
3: Would be- you be happy with the draw?
2: Yes. Because they, they've already lost to but Wolves. That not, okay. They've already lost to Wolves, right, on the road. If, there's no need to go into this match and say, we have to put everything into it. Because if we win, or if Arsenal thinks if they win, it's over. It, also, it's who's, a long season.
0: who steps in if Bokayo Saka doesn't start? Mm. That quality dips. No disrespect to Fabio Vieira or whoever he puts in there, but that quality is a big drop from yes. one of the best players in the league, mm. potentially in the world. So for that, I'm saying if we walk out with a result, I'm happy. Do you know mm.
3: what my favorite thing on this show is when we say, no disrespect, but. Yeah. And then, no disres- just- and
0: then <laughs> disrespect. The most disrespectful statement of all time. And just disrespect. horribly.
2: Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs>
3: I feel like that happens frequently yeah. on Morning Footy. <laughs> who does it come from? Do. Usually.
2: No disrespect. Usually for me.
0: I wonder where. Who else says something like that? Imagine I started with not for nothing. This guy. (laughs) Might be me.
2: He said, no disrespect. Now I'm gonna chop you down. Chop you down. I'm gonna chase you like a Tuso with a flip-flop.
3: That's right. That's what we do on morning footy. Happy Friday indeed. All right guys, we're gonna take a break. Chris Whittingham is gonna be back with some headlines when we come back. Stay with us from producers Matt Damon and Ben Affleck. Explore how art and music sustained hope during the siege of Sarajevo, thanks in part to humanitarians and the band U2. Kiss the Future, new documentary now streaming exclusively on Paramount+. Go to Paramount+, Plus to try it free. Terms apply. Shakhtar have become a metaphor for the struggle of Ukrainians. Donetsk is occupied territory, and there's a battle line between them and many of their loved ones.
0: This is our u and the- Football
4: never stops. Football, let's go on.
3: Football must go on streaming now on Paramount Plus, part of a four-part series from Stories of the Beautiful Game, this one focusing on the story of Shakhtar Donetsk and their journey through Champions League last year. Marco, it's such an important story, and you watch these scenes, and they're so incredibly powerful in thinking about what the people of Ukraine are dealing with, and let alone this team that's trying to bring some some glory to Ukraine. Uh, part of the world that needs it desperately. Um, For you, why is the story so important to tell? It
4: was the, It's a perseverance and, and how powerful, like exactly what you said when I was watching this this uh, docu-series. And I was lucky enough to watch it uh, over the summer in Croatia when they had their viewing. And then to hear the backstory uh, from Dario Sirna, who's the sporting director over there, and what they went through. Because it sounds bad, but you know, sometimes we see it on the news or you, you read it, you see videos, but you don't realize what they actually went through every single day. Yeah. And then you're seeing inside of that and the way that they use football as this motivating factor. And obviously, we sit here, we talk about football every day, and we're so lucky to do that. And you see how important it really is that's what's uh, beautiful about this so yeah
0: I think I think of my wife who watched uh, all or nothing the Arsenal one and she was like oh I get it now, I see the human side of mm. the sport, which is that those stories that you don't get to share, like what kicking in is doing, sharing the personal stories, and this is just as important. I think if there's casuals out there that haven't really grasped the sport, maybe you're watching with a friend who loved, right now who, who loves the sport, this is something you should watch because this will help you understand just how meaningful the sport of football is outside mm-hmm. of this country, how much it can change someone's day just for 90 minutes at least, and, going through this horrific
2: war. And, and why it's the world's most popular sport yeah it, it's clear what it does for our country what it does for people who are struggling right we're talking about life or death and football is what gives them joy what gives them that the, the fuel to go another day, which is crazy but that's why the sport is so important to to everyone in, in the world and, yep. and we're finally starting to catch on mm-hmm. but a, a, a film like this will get people to understand a little bit more it gives them more context so it's incredible what the people have of Ukraine had to deal with.
3: Yeah, absolutely. Uh, one of the many reasons we call it the the beautiful game. Um- Speaking of beautiful, we got we got Chris Whittingham here. Do you know what I love? Today's like some segue. (laughs) I've never done that before. I think that was written for everyone else who usually doesn't come here. look at he's he's glowing in the Miami pink. Yeah, and it's the hair is on point. It's like Susan the boys today. (laughs) You know, this doesn't happen very often. So I'm just I'm relishing in all the the handsomeness in front of me. Is this a messy kit?
4: No, no,
1: it's it's plain on the back. I I meant to take it to the team store to get the ten and the messy print on there, but I, I've not had the chance yet. Okay. You don't got to pay for it. Come on, you work with <laughs> it.
4: Don't act like you're going yeah. to buy it. take it to free. the store.
1: Yeah. I mean, th- that's where the press is, right? right? What, you want me to hand it to the kit man yeah, and have a press messy kit tent kit for me? I'm not doing that. Just get the kit man by the shirt. Give me the kit. Give finally decided it. to lean into the fact that I'm a Miami. Whenever I come here, it's, oh, you're a Miami, Miami guy, this, and I have to be like, no, uh, you know. But I finally today, I, I put the pink on. Ready to do it. Wear it nice. proudly. Go. Like it. Yeah. All right, let's start with some breaking news, though, out of Italy, where Paul Pogba's positive elevated testosterone test has reportedly been confirmed. Oh, with multiple outlets in Italy <laughs> reporting that Pogba's backup sample has also confirmed his initial positive test. Pogba is now facing a multi year ban, and his future at Juventus is in doubt. Juve manager Max Allegri would not address the report when asked about it this morning. We'll have more on this story as the day goes on. We head to South America and some news that will make regular panelists on this show, Nico Cantor, very happy. Sergio Romero played the penalty shootout hero last night, making two shootout saves to the Boca Juniors to the Copa Libertadores final. Boca beating Palmeiras with Romero stopping the first two penalties by the Brazilian side. Boca will face Fluminense in the final, which will be played in Rio de Janeiro at the Maracanã on November 4th. In international news, Julian Nagelsmann has called in several of his former Bayern Munich players to lead his first German national team squad. Jamal Musiala, Thomas Müller, and Leroy Sané headline the 26-player squad that will face the USMNT and Mexico in October friendlies. In England, Gareth Southgate has announced his roster for England's friendly against Australia and its Euro quali- qualifying ro- match against Italy. Jude Bellingham leads the list, but the big news was the inclusion of injured Arsenal star Bukayo Saka, who came out of Arsenal's Champions League loss to Lons with an injury that has him in doubt for Sunday's Premier League showdown with Manchester City. Southgate addressed the Saka inclusion in his press conference yesterday.
2: Um, that He's still being assessed, so um, obviously They've got a big game this weekend Um, and then there's another seven days before we play Australia and 10 days before we play Italy as well. So um, everybody will monitor everything as as we go forward.
1: The thoughts there of the England manager. Another star called up by his country despite nursing an injury is Lionel Messi, who was included in Argentina's squad for their upcoming World Cup qualifiers against Paraguay and Peru. Lionel Scaloni named a strong squad that includes Lautaro Martinez and Rodrigo De Paul, as well as Atlanta United star Tiago Almada and Inter-Miami's Facundo Farias. In more Messi news, MLS has released the list of eligible candidates for its postseason awards, including the MLS MVP award, and the MVP list includes Messi despite him only playing four total league matches. Messi was included in Inter-Miami's list of MVP candidates along with Sergio Busquets. The award will be voted on by media, club technical staffs, and players with each group accounting for 33% of the vote. Awards finalists will be released after voting closes at the end of the regular season. Award winners will be unveiled during the MLS Cup playoffs with MVP named during MLS Cup final week. Alexis, admit it. You're going to vote for Messi, aren't you? 100%. Uh, Wait, you get a vote?
0: Yeah, baby. Oh, you give this now. to anybody? Uh, apparently anyone. I actually won it in a in a Cracker Jack box. No. Uh, Wait, for I, real? Yeah, seriously, I do get a vote. But here's what I will say is, uh, why not? Uh, no one else is going to vote for him, but let's bring You're it over to the for ground.
3: Him? Of course. Can you imagine, though, if fans could vote on this. Oh, he'd he would win, win.
4: Oh, Blindly. in, in Blindly. a
3: landslide just by having only played four matches. what do you think about matches. him voting for Messi? About him voting yeah. for Messi, I think he's a fool.
0: In those well, I mean you like that. that you would say that about me <laughs> if he true, asked it's any so, question.
2: It's so disrespectful to Lucho Acosta. <laughs> yeah. So disrespectful.
3: Yeah. I it, it's like I said, <laughs> other if,
2: people will vote for if
3: this or. was um That's if this what was, everyone was up to thinks. the fans, we'd be in trouble and it would be it would it would make a mockery of yeah. the entire, Voters Voters should entire thing. should vote for
0: who should really be. In his 247 minutes that he's played in the league, he's looked incredible. Best player on
1: the bench. I genuinely I genuinely would have thought when I saw his name on the list that in the criteria would say you can factor in league's cup participation mm. and then you can kind of make the case that he comes in seven games wins a trophy 10 goals but just mls regular season play so it, they, seems it, it is literally no it just, literally
2: says in the fine print, seems yeah.
3: far-fetched <laughs>
2: <laughs> Yo, do you get a vote um,
3: i did when i worked I at mls so. I don't know if I still do. Probably it's, probably somewhere,
2: it. it's probably somewhere
1: in your inbox, Charlie.
2: Actually, now that I said it, All I gotta for a say message, is they might pull Lucho Lucho. my butt. <laughs> Lucho Acosta is the clear MVP in this, and there's no one else even close. No one
3: yeah. no one even close for you? Not
2: even close. Really? Nope. Okay. Cincinnati have been, from start to finish, the best team in Major League Soccer. Yeah, I man, I, I don't disagree. I just, there's Lucho usually, the best there's
3: player. usually, it it's is hard. It's for me
0: to suggest someone else, because Lucho Acosta <laughs> has had such a significantly good season. The only person I would suggest is Messi. Because, hey, since he came in, he's looked great.
3: Ring, ring. Yeah, ring, hello?
0: (laughs) (laughs) Is it Lucho? (laughs) Perdóname, I
1: won. (laughs) I'll
3: never forget
1: the the call from Messi.
3: Oh, gosh, iconic. Um, All right, guys, we're going to take a break. Uh, The U.S. men's national team released their roster ahead of a pair of upcoming friendlies. We are going to dive into that list when we come back. Don't go anywhere. Welcome back. Greg Burhalter named his roster ahead of the US's upcoming friendlies against Germany and Ghana. Here's a look at the names on that list. And uh, I would say probably the biggest player of note would be Gio Reyna, who is included in this camp. This is going to be the first time he and Greg Burhalter will be reunited following the World Cup and uh, all that drama that ensued afterwards involving Claudio and his mom Danielle and their efforts to essentially oust halter but the olive branches have been extended. Mm-hmm. All is apparently well. But, Charlie, this is this is a very good thing for the US, having Gio Reyna included, correct?
2: Uh, absolutely. Uh, Gio Reyna is one of the players that you you can't really recreate in this player pool. Someone who's so gifted in tight spaces, and he's creative. We need creative players who can play underneath the striker. Because we saw in the World Cup, if, if the midfield is tasked with just breaking up plays and and covering ground, sometimes you're missing that link between the midfield trio and the attacking trio. And the center forward in particular just didn't really have enough support. Now you're you're playing with an advanced attacking midfielder in Gio Reyna or Malik Tillman for for this instance, if if Gio Reyna can't give you uh, 90 minutes or can't start, you have someone who can, who can operate underneath Christian Pulisic, Falerin Balogun, and Timothy Wea, which unlocks the potential of this attack, of mm-hmm. this attacking trio. So um, to get him into the camp, to, to break that, that, that bubble, um, I, I think is, is just going to be something where everyone can just move forward now.
0: And no one's more excited, besides all of us who want to see Gio Reyna, no one's more excited than Phil and Baligan. Because this is the type of player you want. If you're Phil Aaron Baligan and you know you can get, play off the shoulder, get into a space, you know Gio Reyna has the talent and the drive to get that ball right to the spot you need it. The real question I have, though, is he hasn't played many minutes mm. for Dortmund Zero, this year. Right? Zero, any. <laughs> mm-hmm. So the question becomes. Is he, are we going to see the same Gio Reyna we saw in Nations League? Or how hard is it, you especially played, how hard is it to get into that international game, especially against teams like Ghana and Germany, to get into the speed of it when
2: you haven't played any minutes? It, 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 it is tough. And, and I think that's where you have to credit the U.S. Men's national team manager because they're tasked with building the squad and making sure that you bring in the right players at the right time. But also, and you have a talented player, whether it's, Gio Reyna, whether it's Christian Pulisic, if they're not playing or getting the amount of minutes Yunus Musa, then you have to figure out ways to get them fit. And maybe this is the spark that gets them confident, that gets the, the minutes under the belt. For Gio Reyna, you bring him in, you assess how fit he is, but at the same time, you're trying to get him going, see where he is. And keep the, the relationships going on the pitch because chemistry is important. They don't get too many meaningful games. So, against a quality opponent like Germany, mm-hmm. and Nagelsmann's coming in, he wants to imp- have this German side. He's talking about getting back to the original um, pride playing for your country. You got Leroy Zane on the other side, you have Havertz, uh, Musiala, Kimmich. This is gonna be a quality team. So, you wanna go with your best players, but you also wanna get Giorena. He's playing in Germany. He's yeah. playing against these, a lot of these these, are the, people yeah. these are the people you show,
4: need to show, show out the in the quality, of them. Yeah, right Absolutely. But that's what we got to see i don't know for me the, the roster looks good i want to see them play against good teams like i want to see the challenge i know it's a friendly whatever against you didn't you didn't think germany.
3: Oman and Uzbekistan <laughs> were good guys
4: because
2: i you say it's a friendly it's not <laughs> a friendly i, mean, I know, But already you know what i mean but for just, germany too they're not looking at this as like new coach yeah but new coach they're going to be inspired to play
4: like i think this is the moment put away the controversy gio reina blah 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 all that stuff right you've got the quality you've got the team Go out and show it against Germany, and they have players who have been doing well. Okay, Arena's not playing. Pulisic's been playing. He's been the starter at Milan. Chukwueze is not a factor. He's a guy that comes off the bench. Musa is getting his minutes now. McKennie has broken into right? this.
2: Who uh, Musa?
4: Yeah. Really well. When he comes in, I-, I was surprised. Like I was surprised at how disciplined he is at mm. 20 years old to come into a Milan that's very tactical. He had to wait his minutes. Now Loftus Cheek being injured has helped him. But the fact that he helps go forward, he's very good on the ball. And then McKinney is the other guy I was going to say, that he's broke out into this Juventus side in a different position. You have those things that are going well. So hopefully they can help with Maligan and with Reyna, who maybe are not coming in at the best
2: moment. Yeah. And, and, to, and, and to your point, Timothy Wea is a player who hasn't played. No. That Weston McKinney is now playing in the same position. He started, yes, right? and now lately hasn't and, been and playing. And so it. now Timothy Wea is coming into this camp with not a lot of minutes under his belt. As In a different late. position. Yes, and so now Greg Berhalter is going to give him his chance to get going. So I like the fact that this team is has a lot of talent, a lot of quality, and that you know, now you now you got to show it against a, a quality opponent in Ger- in Germany. And I don't here in in Connecticut, let's yeah. go. Just, just to add, I don't think it's
4: uh, Wea's fault in in him not playing. He started really well. I think Allegri he's got these decisions that most people don't agree with, and because he plays Kostic on the left side, he thinks McKenny helps out defensively a little bit more than Tim Wea, which mm-hmm. I think you guys would agree with. That's sort of the reason. For me, it's not that Wea lost his spot. Whenever Wea comes in, I like the way that he plays, and I know McKenny's uh, father. He tweeted, "Why can't they play together? Why can't McKenny go into the midfield?" Which is all also question that all of us are asking for Allegri. So just to put a, a bow on it, that What's it's the, not where that fell out And of the I'm lineup. sure
2: McKenney's is like, hey, I want to play in the midfield. Yeah. I want to play. He's like, guys guys want to play. Play. listen back. Back. to my dad. What are the reports that Allegri is <laughs> considering
0: him playing in the midfield, that that's how well McKenney's played? There were some reports, some rumors. I
4: don't know if it's. I think it was Bacchetti's dad that was trying to fix that. Wish, <laughs> I wish it were he's true. Got, he's <laughs> got his starters that he loves. Rabiot is never going to leave. Nope. is never going to leave. And then he plays one of the young Italians between Fagioli and Miretti. I'm not agreeing with it at all, but I'm just saying that's what Allegri does. I'd love to see them both on the pitch. Though. Yeah. They play well. And they, so they deserve together. it. Yeah. By the way that they played, as someone who's watched all of the games and watched their preseason, the attitude they display, one of the problems with this Juventus side is not having that connection to the shirt. That's one
2: thing you can never take away from both McKenney and Weah. And they assisted. Uh, McKinney assisted Tawaya against Real Madrid in preseason. So they can work well together in the the side.
3: Uh, There's a new name on this list that people might not be familiar with in Leonard Maloney.
0: Sounds like a detective from Chicago. (laughs) Maloney.
3: Um, uh, He is a midfielder for Heidenheim in the Bundesliga. Um, They won the second division to move on up uh, last year. So he has been a part of the U.S. youth system previously but he's a, a new name and unfamiliar face what do we know about Leonard he's, Maloney
0: he's a huge defensive midfielder uh, the Germans call him physically gifted, physically uh, gifted. yeah he's okay. he's uh, what is he top 18 percent in the Bundesliga in aerial duels one so you know that's a that's a big part for the U.S. and distance yeah. covered too yeah he's absolutely incredible which is a stat I think I sometimes can say maybe you're not in the best positions mm. for distance coverage, Maybe you're running around too much. But one stuff that I really love about him is that he's in the top. He's in the top third for uh, one twos connections, which is huge for the way Bro halter likes to play. Look, he's a defensive midfielder. He's in a double pivot in a four, two, three, one, but he helps connect he's not he's a line breaker, but he's not going to create chances but that's exactly what you want someone who sits in front of your back four helps move the ball forward but doesn't need to get involved offensively well, it,
2: it's another option given that Tyler Tyler Adams is is dealing with this hamstring injury right so uh, you need some more options defensively uh, in the midfield someone who is a, a ball winner can play one twos aerial dominant because you, you need some, some variety in terms of the defensive mm-hmm. responsibilities because Yunus Musa isn't truly a defensive mm-hmm. midfielder. Wesham Kinney isn't truly a defensive midfielder because he ventures forward. Uh, he's more of a player Leonard that, that will stay. And, and protect the back four.
4: What's interesting about him is when you read, uh, you know, I think you take a lot of from what his coaches say, what his directors say, and they say he's been a huge help mentality wise. Like he's such a good presence on the field. He's cheering his teammates on. He's got that presence and that awareness that, you know, sometimes you have to be a role player within a squad. So the fact that he's got that going for him, I think he could play a good role for this mm-hmm. team. And yeah. to quote him, he said, My
0: heart, because he can play for both uh, Germany or the US. He's played in the youth teams for both. Uh, his dad is a serviceman, his mom was a flight attendant on a plane so the kid's got some Riz in that blood. Uh, that's <laughs> <Jeez. right. laughs> I like it. Well, what he said. Charlie's face right now said, is the funniest thing. You know, you're allowed to say Riz on TV. Uh, he said uh, he could play for both, but my heart beats for the USA. Ooh. And that's what you want to see when you get on the bench. And now he got to play the, against Germany, maybe. Passion. I know. This could be huge. That's this is going to be
3: great. <laughs> passion. Big camp. Big camp for the U.S. Um, all right, guys. We are going to take a break. We are going to be chatting some of yesterday's Europa League matches when we come back. Don't go anywhere. should be a cracking atmosphere at uh, the Stadio Olympico for A.S. Rahma. Hidder has gone in, Delotti again.
2: He's got space on the right-hand side, but goes for
1: goal instead! And Solon scores a stunner! There was absolutely no stopping
2: that. Oh, the mistake here, it might come Bradley. Elton again here for Frimpong. Huge defensive mistake.
0: Turned back to Alexander-Arnold, who's going to have a shot, and Maurice filled
3: it! Tucked away! by Ryan Gravenberg for his first Liverpool goal. Welcome back. Here's a look at yesterday's notable results across Europa League action. West Ham get the 2-1 win over Freiburg. Athens and Ajax end in a 1-1 draw. We already talked about that Marseille-Brighton match. That one ends in a 2-2 draw. Real Betis 2-1 against Sparta Prague and Atalanta... Beat sporting CP 2-1 so let's get to some of the highlights we start with that Freiburg West Ham game and West Ham the hottest English team in mm, Europe wow. right now
2: yes mm. and Lucas Paqueta comes up rises above gets the opening goal for West Ham his fourth career UEFA goal big time and here we go I mean Freiburg gets one back and the crowd wow <laughs> is Nuts. I mean, you could, you could feel the crowd just absolutely erupt after that one.
4: And then 66th minute. What a header this is from Nayef Aguerto. What a way to get your first career. You for goal towering to win West Ham the game. And what a difference. What a big change from last year to this year in this West Ham side. We say winning solves stuff that uh, Europa win last year against uh, Fiorentina. James Ward This hey. is
3: This is wild though. West Ham are the first English team in history to reach a 17 game unbeaten streak in Europe. Who would yeah. have West thought? Ham. West Ham.
0: Moyes. David Moyes. They, <laughs> they love more rice and have huh? gone better. Yeah.
3: yeah. It is pretty remarkable because David Moyes is a guy who is who was seemingly always mm-hmm. on the hot seat. You know? Like literally mm-hmm. perpetually. I mean, they were pretty bad in won. the Premier
0: League last season. Pretty, they were atrocious. They were pretty bad. But obviously, winning. You, winning
3: you win conference, conference League Solves
4: everything. Yeah. You get a
3: big win against Freiburg. I I mean, how, impressed, how huge, impressive is huge it? Huge
4: money from Declan Rice, and they were enforced in ways to make the whole team better. Mm-hmm. And it's amazing to me how quickly, obviously, fans' perspectives can change, where they're like, David Moyes, all right, we got to go. He's been fighting relegation. And now they're also balancing, though. No, they're balancing European play, but they're also balancing domestically. So yeah. to find that sort of balance is difficult, and he deserves a lot of credit now. I mean,
2: James Ward-Prowse, what a signing in terms of set-piece delivery. You're talking corner kicks, free kicks. That... Being able to also cover for Declan Rice leaving, mm. that was a big one. Yeah, that's it's an Alvarez, loss. so you have two quality defensive midfielders who uh, offer some sort of uh, skill set that Declan Rice mm. um, had. And then, you know, Mohamed Kudus is another player that's electric. And you combine that with the players that they already have. This West Ham side is is very good on their day. They can beat anyone in the Premier League and in the Europa League. Now they're they're pushing to try and have some more glory in Europe. And you're talking about, you know, balance. I mean, losing Declan Rice is one
0: thing, but I think they were prepared for it. I think they knew it was coming. They were going to get a big offer. They got it from Arsenal. He moves on. Great deal for them. But then, towards the end of that transfer window, Paqueta looks like he was leaving towards Manchester City. Their ability to hold on to him, he is so essential for this team. His ability to control the left, play centrally when he wants to. What an incredible player. Absolutely incredible player. They're probably going to lose him. At the end of the season, right? They were already f- flirting with Manchester City. They're probably going to lose him. Be prepared. And also, they've dialed back the clock on Bowen.
2: Yeah. Oh, yeah. Bowen oh, is name. out of his That's mind cool. right now, bro. He's like the English Messi right now. Yes.
0: <laughs> he's going to vote for him. Watch for out. For
2: MLS, bow, Bowen. I'll vote for you.
3: The no, David,
0: he's played. Incredibly David Moyes bold. effect,
3: guys just brings out the best. Brings out the best. I love it. I think it's great. Um, Okay, let's uh, chat about another team who is absolutely scorching right now, and that is Byron Leverkusen. Uh, They took on Molda.
2: Look at Frimpong here, Jeremy Frimpong, the press. Commitment to get up forward, wins that challenge, and then gets it back from Adley and tucks it home. He's been sensational this year for Leverkusen. Molda tried to play with him. That's not what you do
0: against Xavi Alonso's Bayer Leverkusen, even without their best players in. Uh, Boney face was out. Who else was out on this team? There was a, there, I think there was another missing, another missing yeah, starter. Hoffman. Yeah. I mean,
2: there was another Palacios. There was a number Palacios of, wasn't there. Of players rotated. But Didn't I think matter. this just goes to show how good this Leverkusen side is and how good Xavi Alonso <laughs> is at managing the side. Because, yeah, rotations are important because they're top of the Bundesliga. Mm-hmm. They're going to continue to push there. And now Europa League is, is going to be central to to, to the they to are their priorities as well.
3: Unbeaten yeah. in all competitions, first in Bundesliga, thirty four goals scored, seven conceded. That's the
2: best part. It's incredible, and they're Bowl they're
3: comp- playing attractive it's
0: football but they're also defensively stout. And we talked about the different types of managers, right? A Deserbi, a Gattuso. Xabi Alonso, one of the things that I think is most impressive, first of all, always looks calm on the sideline. He's fully in control. <laughs> he's
3: so cool. Stunning.
0: He looks like he's in a photo <laughs> shoot for, you know, some fashion brand. And, and we're just interrupting him Coming in this line. game of football. Exactly. <laughs> Absolutely. But what I love about him is you talked about how many players were out of the starting lineup. He's got this so well drilled into mm. this team that it's essentially plug and play. Now, maybe that's just the way it looked against MOLDA. Maybe if you don't start a couple starters against a Bayern, maybe we'll see a little bit of different, a little bit of a different result. But they are so well drilled. It's plug and play. When you step in as a backup, you already know what's expected of you. You know where to be on the pitch. And they're taking those
4: opportunities. Fringpong looked incredible. But even in the Bundesliga, it's very competitive this year. I you know. look at the table. It's not easy to be top in Europe and to be top also in the Bundesliga and to be on being at that. And I think it shows you how important a coach is, how important it is to believe in a system. And I think for him, obviously, we're already talking about, you know, Real Madrid, the well, next jobs. Yeah, it's how I, he manages those top players. And the fact that he was a top player helps him. So he,
2: he seems like at this moment he's a well, full package. It's not only that he was a top player. He, look at the coaches he played under, Pep Guardiola, Ancelotti, uh, Rafa Benitez. I mean, he had played, uh, Jose Mourinho, he had played for some of the best managers of all time, so he's taken, I think, a little bit from each manager on top of his incredible career. Which is career. the
0: four names you said couldn't be more yeah. different if you tried. Yeah, But it's about balancing and blending yeah. yeah. all those strength. things together. Yeah. yeah, it's about taking and the that's best each. And what you age. talked
3: about earlier in the show, like that, that balance, you mm-hmm. know? like I, I, He feels like he's that type of manager that kind of implements probably mm-hmm. all of those different styles, mm-hmm. and it's had incredible results. Um, really, really fun. it very interesting to see, too, if uh, they can unseat Bayern Munich.
2: Of Finally. well, they Will Leverkusen be the team? I think it's going to come down to three. So it's obviously Bayern Munich and Leverkusen. But I think RB Leipzig is, is sneaky. As long as everyone can stay healthy. Mm-hmm. Those They're are the strong. three they teams are that are, are super strong.
0: And Xavi Simons looks like a star that's just going to keep getting better. But it would be really rough if Harry Kane moves to Bayern Munich and doesn't win a trophy. I mean, that would that's be, over there. Yeah, look, that that would be, be really smiling.
2: rough. I'd mention it's
0: it a lot. Yeah. I would mention it ad nauseum on this show. Yeah, but you're it would enjoying be, that a little. It would be rough. Know, too much. really are. Maybe <laughs> right. it was him the time. <laughs>
3: Let's transition over to some conference league action. Here's a look at the results from yesterday. I wish I could pronounce so many more of these teams. But, uh, hey, look. Bashiktash and Lugano. Klaxvik so <laughs> <laughs> versus Lille. That was my first goal. Great, first yeah. professional <laughs> goal.
2: First professional goal against from the Faroe
3: Islands. Flagsh- 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 and Lille. Glimpt versus Bruges. Bruges 1 0. Um, let's get into some highlights. Fiorentina was playing, so I can pronounce that one. And also, we have Marco at the desk, so he can tell us about how good Fiorentina has been looking lately. They took on Ferenc nice. Varosh. Very nice. There we go.
4: Yeah, and it started off pretty poorly. The first 16 minutes or so, Fiorentina did not play well. Uh, Ferencvaros, which is coached by uh, Stankovic, another great coach, another guy who's coming up. They took the lead 2-0 within the 50th minute uh, here, which is not something usual for Fiorentina. Usually they start the game well. But a couple subs and everything turned around.
2: I, I loved this goal from uh, Barak because we saw last year he had a big, massive goal against Basel to get mm. Fiorentina the, the, the win. And then it was Ikone to get the, tire, the tying goal. Look at how his movement times Ooh. it perfectly and just calm, calmly finishes. And the header is exceptional because it's a pass, but you don't want to have it close enough where the keeper can come mm-hmm. out and claim it. So it was just behind the back line, but not enough for the keeper to come out, puts him in no man's land, and it's a fantastic finish. For and give the give
0: Kone it. some benefit, because if you watch that in slow motion, he almost hesies the keeper, making him think he's going to go with the one foot and mm. then strikes with the other. Completely keeps him guessing. I mean, what an incredible, the, the smoothness, the grace to be able to do that. I mean,
4: first the header and then to just, oh, Nico Gonzalez. Nico, is a, he's, he's the best player on the team. Do you think and, he leaves after this? this no, year? they, they rejected the 45 million. Don't try to steal him from us. <laughs> <laughs> we need him. We need to stay here. We, we got rid of $45 million for him. And it's the subs that came in, though. Barak and Icone. They've been out injured. The fact that Fiorentina's been able to manage third place in the Serie A mm-hmm. and also in Europe, it's not the result we wanted, but in the end, they, they nearly won it. So I think things are looking good for them.
3: Yeah, they're they're kind of a, a sneaky team. Mm-hmm. Sneaky good team to watch. And good they've quality got great players. kits.
4: Mm-hmm. And a great coach, by the way. Yes. yes. Vincenzo, Vincenzo Italiano. You you guys talk about desire to
0: build these guys. He's the next one. You, you do think, though, a team against, you know, playing Ferencvados at home, that's the type of team that you would expect to get yes. more than just a draw. I, I agree. But great result to come back from 2-0 down. 100%. All
3: right, we are going to take a break, um, but we're going to stay in Italy. We're going to chat some Serie on the other side. Stick around. We'll be right back.